Hey, my name is Tiffany Vaughn, and I'm on a mission to help regular people like me find their voice and then use it for lifting themselves and others up around them. I'm a small town mom to three kiddos with my hubby James, and man, have we been dealing with a lot. But isn't everyone? I lovingly call it our hard, beautiful journey, and I bet that yours is too. In season one, I tossed the bricks from my shoulders that were weighing me down. Bricks that represented shame, embarrassment, regret, loss, you name it, I was feeling it. I am now taking those bricks and building up a stronger foundation for myself and our family. I've created this safe space for me and you to open our hearts and our minds and to use our voices to help others know they are not alone in their struggles. Mental health, marriage and divorce, infertility, parenting, and some soul journey work are all topics that we discuss here. Let's be real for a minute. Life can definitely be hard, but it can also be so dang beautiful. Am I right? So pull up a cozy seat, grab your beverage of choice, and join me as I help others talk about their hard, beautiful journey. I know they will inspire you as much as they inspire me. So let's get started. Hey there, everyone. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to Hard Beautiful Journey. Well, holy smokes, it's already time to start wrapping up season two of the podcast. Where did that time go? Oh my gosh. Over the next two episodes, I thought it would be fun to go back through the interviews that I did from this season and pull from them the lessons that I have learned from all of my incredible guests. I have always said and believe that there is something to learn and be grateful for every single day. And doing this podcast has proven that to me over and over and over again. Everyone has a story, their own hard, beautiful journey. And by telling these stories and our journeys, we may be lifting someone up that really needed it, but just didn't know how to ask. For this episode, I will be discussing episodes 17 to 25, and I can't wait to dive in. First up, on episode 17, my friend Stacy joined me to talk about her experience with divorce and finding out that her husband was having an affair, and what that journey looked like for not only her, but also her two girls. Stacy helped me remember that even though these things can happen, it doesn't have to be the end of your happiness, that you can move on and still live your life to the fullest. Life is really fun. Yeah. And, and, and the world and is huge. <laughs> Oh, the world is huge. And what the heck? I'm single. I'm going to enjoy life. A six foot four or five Dutch lieutenant. Hello. (laughs) Yeah. But then you're like, oh, what everyday life with teenagers and a dog and a house. And what do I really want? So I knew I would have to move. Like I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted more to life than a small town. Mm -hmm. And you can't being single at, at 45. Now I'm 45 and I'm going out. And I start to realize some of my 45 married friends do not like this. They do not think this is cool. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, and I'm like, okay. But I get aren't there. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where they but, are. And so this is where the journeys, you start to realize some people are going to come with you. Mm-hmm. Some people are going to cheer you on. Mm-hmm. New people are going to come mm-hmm. and you just continue on that journey and just be truthful. Mm-hmm. And I'm just being truthful and honest and appropriate. Mm-hmm. My kids knew I was going out and dating and mm-hmm. they knew like, <laughs> I even tried Tinder as a challenge. Tell me. A, I, <laughs> Tell me about it. Oh my God. 
it, it's hilarious. It's really <laughs> hilarious, actually. And it's actually been amazing all at the same time. Really? Between Instagram and Tinder, yep. I have met some amazing people and went on the most amazing dates that you could ever imagine. Like so walking fantastic. through the streets of Amsterdam, yeah. going for dinner at a French restaurant oh. late at night. Yeah. And like, you're just, is this really happening to me? On episode 18, my beautiful friend and neighbor, Shanoa, joined me to share her journey of giving her son up for adoption at birth and then reconnecting with him in 2020 and the roller coaster of emotions that took place. Shanoa reminded me that there is always two sides to a story, and in the case of a child, both the birth mother and birth father's feelings need to be considered. That was a big aha for me with my ongoing search for my half-sister. After he came and you told me about your feelings about like even like the jealousy with your ex and everything that was when I you helped me see the birth mom's point of view from my situation right so before that I was just like what in the hell like because for those who don't know it's my dad's um, first child um, that he's still wanting to meet and I want to meet and we're not able to find her because the birth mom has is not wanting to give us any information that she knows. And prior to you telling me about your situation and how it made you feel, that really upset me that she wasn't disclosing that information. Remember mm-hmm. me telling you that? Yes. And after we talked, it was like, okay, well, I need to see it from the birth mom's perspective too, right? And and that she could have her own feelings about this situation that there's reasons why she doesn't want to share it. And so it was, I'm really grateful for you giving me the birth mom's perspective. It helped a lot in, in me maybe chilling out a bit. And when it happens, it will happen when it's supposed to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I hope that it does. I don't know why this woman would choose to hide um, your sister from you, but Hiding Jordan from his dad would would never, ever be an option. He, neither one of them deserve that. I think that Jordan deserves to know where he's come from and, you know, sort of see the the genetics. And Mm -hmm. like, I mean, they're very similar in nature and he is a lovely human being. So all my petty feelings aside, because they were petty, I am really super glad that that uh, Jordan's been able to come full circle and, and, mm-hmm. and meet both of us and bond with both of us. I, I mean, he loves his dad and, um, and his other family members. On episode 19, I invited my therapist and my Jenna onto the podcast to talk about her role in helping me through one of the darkest times of my life. It was with Jenna that I was asked for the first time What are you going to do with these struggles? You've shown what you can do for yourself and your family. What can you do to help others with what you've learned? Jenna was the one who first knew that I was supposed to use my voice and find a path and a way to connect with and guide other people. It was through her encouragement and others close to me that I decided to be vulnerable and put our story out there. What else did you help me through? Oh, you've done some business coaching with me. You name it, you've done it. 
<laughs> and look at you. I am so, so impressed with you, Tiffany. You have, you know, been through the ringer, as everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we had started talking about what your purpose is and what your path is and, you know, me hearing your story, I knew that you needed to use your voice. Mm-hmm. And you needed to find a path and a way to connect with people and to guide people. And even though, yes, like I'm, I'm your counselor, I'm your psychologist, but I learned so much from you oh. and your, your story has so much meaning and, and the potential to heal so many other people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just really want to offer you as many accolades as I possibly can, because the journey that you've walked is not easy. And to to be vulnerable enough to share it with other people and to open your heart and to let people into your journey is such a big, bold move. And I'm so proud of you that you you are walking this path and that you're on it, you're doing it. And I remember when we started talking about, okay, so what what are you going to do? Like, what's, you know, I guess yeah. you've got your day job, but you know, this all has to mean something and this all has to, to come to a head. And yeah. it's so beautiful to see that, you know, here you are sharing your story, you know, the tears, the laughter, all of that. And, you know, connecting with people through your hardship, like, wow, mm-hmm. very, and very impressive. Thank you. It was So just so you know, usually people book an hour appointment. (laughs) I think it was in the two hour appointment that I, (laughs) that's how much I love Jenna. Okay. I booked a two hour appointment with Jenna and (laughs) it was in that two hour and that flew by. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. Crazy. Yeah. And that it was in that two hour appointment where we had some deep conversations about this and what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do with this? And you were the one who said, you're a teacher. Yes. And I'm probably going to cry. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Because and- that's who you are. And I. And that felt like home, right? When you said that. Not hold on, let me clarify <laughs> through my tears. Not a real teacher. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, no. COVID taught me that quick. Yes. I am not a elementary school teacher. <laughs> Heck no. No, no. <laughs> but like one that coach, teacher, one that helps people realize what they're capable of Mm -hmm. and that if they can use their voice and ask for help and know what they're worth and know that they can accomplish it all then they can do it right yeah and I think I am definitely a testament to that (laughs) yes you are So I'm nobody special. I really am not. I just, I knew that I needed to ask for help and it was the best decision that I ever made. On episode 20, my incredible cousin James was here and I loved every minute of our conversation. 
James was here to talk about his own management of his mental health and what that has looked like for him over the past few years. James taught me that men, teachers, athletes, all go through the same mental health battles as everyone else. And if you are a boy, a young man, a grown man, that it is okay to ask for help and it's okay to not be okay. And it's most definitely okay for you to cry. It's a journey. It's a process. And some days, you know, you think you have things figured out and, and some days you don't. And that's the beauty of, of life. It's, it throws you curveball sometimes. But mm-hmm. if you if you can continue to believe in your own abilities and, and not be afraid to ask for help, I think that's that's huge mm-hmm. with, with stigma, especially as a man. This this notion that men have to be strong and and you know since since you know back in the 70s and 80s and even into the 90s um, you know that whole suck it up attitude was very prevalent and and sort of the role of the male has evolved in the family quite a bit since then and I just think that I don't I'm a pretty emotional guy I'm not afraid to wear my emotions on my sleeve and I think it's okay to cry and I think it's okay to to be emotional and say, you know what, I'm, I'm a, I'm a man and I don't have everything figured out mm-hmm. and I'm not ashamed to say that. I know that I've, I've tried to make as, as good a strides as possible to get to where I think I need to be, mm-hmm. but some days are better than others. And I, I don't know of anybody out there who's perfect. I don't think I, I know I'll never know anybody that's perfect. And I think now that I've come forward I'm, and I've been open with my diagnosis and I'm comfortable talking to people about it, I think I've opened up a lot of people's eyes. And I think a lot of people have been comfortable in speaking to me about it. I came to the conclusion that I had to be vulnerable. I was tired of hiding it, tired of putting on a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, and you and I have talked about this in the past. I, I wore the mask pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of your listeners out there that probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when I decided that I wanted to take that mask off and I decided that, you know, this is who I am, good, bad, and ugly, then the vulnerability was my strength. On episode 21, I had my sweet friend Tina on the show to talk about her hard, beautiful journey. And wow, she has been through some things for sure. From going through two divorces as a young woman to an infertility battle to then losing two of her sisters to breast cancer. Tina taught me that you can take matters into your own hands when it comes to preventing cancer, especially when it has had such a devastating impact on her family's life. I think breast cancer scares me because it's so unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's so freaking unpredictable. Well, yeah, and, and the recovery is so unpredictable too. Yeah, Some and people I've- can just recover nicely from it and others like it just it's over I and again I've seen what cancer does to people and it 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 scares the hell out of me Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to have to deal with it and I think that was very brave of you to do that well you know as a side note here I have two sisters they're still living an older sister and a younger sister and this is this I totally can't believe but okay whatever they've chosen not to do it Mm-hmm. which I'm going, what are you doing? But they feel comfortable. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. And do they get regular checkups? Yes. Yeah. I hope so. I think so. Okay, good. 
Well, yeah, when you first told me this story, my heart was so (laughs) sad and you've been through it, right? But we all have, right? But we all have. But the thing that I took away from it, a few things, but the main thing is I am diligent about getting my tests done all the time now. And I've booked an appointment since you told me this story. If I can do that, that is great. If I can convince you to go. Yay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not afraid of doing them, but it's, you know, when you put things off and you just get busy and life gets busy, just book your appointments, people, right? Just book your appointments. Please do not put it off. That's how people die. That's how people die. And Yeah. So that is something that I learned from you. And just, you can take matters into your own hands to protect your own health as well. And that's Mm -hmm. what you did. So. And I feel, should I say, I feel a huge load off my chest. (laughs) Quite literally. (laughs) Quite literally. On episode 22, I had my mentor and soul coach, Brianna Vinson on the podcast to give my listeners an insight into what it is that I am currently working on and what soul coaching is all about. I could go on literally for hours about what lessons I have learned from Brianna, but the number one would be that we are human beings, not human doings, and that it's absolutely critical that we learn to connect with ourselves and understand who we are at our core. I suppose it's seven levels of being, it's seven levels of development and it's seven levels of sort of the way we think. And they really just define how we kind of function and grow as a human being. And when you look at it from those perspectives and even if we look at the chakras and the energetic system, there's seven levels of our energetic system and they all just align and it's literally how we've developed as human beings. It's how we actually naturally do everything. It's naturally how we think, it's naturally how we behave, it's naturally how we function everything but we just don't unaware of it and what's happened along the way for so many people is that they haven't they don't know that's what they're doing and then they've been taught a different sort of strategy or process which actually often for so many like misses out on a couple of those little pieces because they haven't been developed at the right ages or whatever so most things generally happen that have an effect on us between the ages of zero and seven which isn't it interesting because it's zero and seven so it's seven again but that's because that's the foundational levels of everything for that for everything to be built on top of and we're not taught this. We're not taught how to, especially I think that the, the earlier stages of development, which is, you know, around really the human being part versus the human doing part that aren't developed. So we're taught to become human doings versus human beings. And we're not really in, in those early stages taught how to connect with ourselves and how to understand who we are at our core. And we lose sight of that based on what we learn from everybody else. So those levels by understanding them and identifying them really helps you to know how you can achieve absolutely anything and also identify where something is missing and especially as a coach um, or as a healer it's it literally helps you to be able to identify somebody's challenge like that and also to be able to help them then transform like that because it just is this space of when somebody's doing something that's not getting them their results, it's purely the strategy that they're running that's just not getting them there. So it's then identifying where's the gap and what do I need to help them fill up to help them get to that end result. 
on episode 23, I had the wonderful Tanya on my podcast, and I loved our conversation about what she is doing as a death doula or death walker. It is such an important role that she fills in the lives of those people that are nearing the end of their human experience and to help them transition. Not only does she provide comfort to the dying person, she is also there to support the family and friends of her clients. What I learned from Tanya is that by becoming more comfortable with the idea of death, because really none of us can escape it, you can actually learn to enjoy your life more and it is not to be a source of dread your whole life and then you can experience joy more deeply. What does a death doula do? Yes, lots of things. And so a death doula, I'm become more and more comfortable with the term death walker. And it just, it's just kind of come to me in the last little while that you are, are literally helping people and are comfortable and those are your gifts. And so I consider my gift a death walker um, and a death doula. And so what a death doula does is that we help people become comfortable with mortality. Overall, big picture, that's what a death doula does. There's lots of little things that we do, uh, but a death doula helps with people, whether you're in the process, family members become comfortable with mortality. And that's why I do that. And that's why I think it's so important because I've said it so many times, like none of us are getting out of here alive. It's just not going to happen. So we can't control, we can't control when our time is up. That's just not something that is for us as humans. Mm -hmm. So if you have conversations about your likes and dislikes, the things that you would want, not want, um, if you document them, if you take away that power of having this huge fear over your head, I truly believe you can live a life that you're supposed to, which is filled with joy. On episode 24, I had the lovely Mandy Ballack here with me, and she was incredible to talk to. Mandy and I talked about the Rise Lake Louise conference that her company Ace Collective put on in the middle of a pandemic, no less, and how that experience was from both of our perspectives, as I was an an attendee for that event. What I learned from Mandy is that even in the middle of a global pandemic, with all things stacked against you, it is possible to rise. It is possible to get back up and succeed in whatever you want to achieve. It's really why I started this whole thing. And, and it's why I built the ACE Collective in the first place or rise in the first place. And that's that, you know, individually we're strong, but together we are so much stronger. And the rise retreat has always been about getting back up. And you got to be in it to rise from it. Right. And we're, we're all in it right now. Mm -hmm. And I think those two days, and I would love to hear your uh, experience as well about this, Mm -hmm. but I know for me and some of the feedback I've got from people were that were there, friends, speakers, et cetera. But it was like those two days made me feel so connected, just knowing I wasn't alone. There was no answers. There was no like, here's your, your playbook for like how to go back and kill like the pandemic. (laughs) No, like it doesn't exist. Like we've all tried to, yeah, like, no, like it doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. But it certainly was a boost and it certainly made 
you know, really, really brought us all, all together in this community together. So yeah, it was a hard road to rise, but it's always been a hard road to rise <laughs> and maybe it always will. And that's just what that, you know, that's, that's what rise is. It's never, it's never perfect, but we get to choose to keep showing up and keep getting back up. On episode 25, I had the absolutely hilarious and beautiful soul Jenny B here with me. What a blast. Besides being so incredibly funny, she has a heart of gold and I loved getting to know her better. Jenny taught me that it is okay to be vulnerable and share your story in front of a large group of people and even ugly snot cry too. Because there is going to be someone else in that room that has felt the same way, like she did for me, and she taught me that it is always critical for a woman to carry a set of car tweezers with them at all times. I'm sitting there and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, uh, and she hands me the microphone. I was immediately emotional. Like I tried to talk and I get, I get one of two options. You're either crying or you're talking. You are not doing both at the same time. So I was like, and so, you know, I got it out that I was able to say like, cause everybody had seen me perform the day before. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten so much beautiful feedback and people were so generous with their compliments. And, and, uh, and she, even the speaker said she, she had texted me or whatever, and Instagram messaged me and said that, you know, that was my favorite part of the day. And so I, I said, you know, y- you saw that and I'm afraid to really be that. Mm-hmm. And she got into, you know, obviously like any good coach or therapist, tell me about your childhood. You know, like <laughs> it must be, it must be in there somewhere. And sure enough, of course, you know, she brings me back into these memories of um, where I was judged or labeled or pushed down by people that I looked to for guidance, you know, my parents for acceptance, for love, for unconditional support. And I was written off as like that silly kid. Mm -hmm. And as I said, I've always been this girl. I've always been, I've always loved making people laugh. I've always been silly. And I have always had a sense of humor about me, even when things are not so comfortable, you know, to try and bring some light and levity has always been a part of my character. And um, it, it was profound what she did uh, Yana Robinson, Robinson, is that her last name? Yeah. She walked me back through what she calls a do-over. And you can remember, I mean, this is in a room. There's like a hundred people in the room. I have and I'm like right now, like remembering it. Like it was so it was, amazing. I watched the digital because every, we were filming it for online. And so I was able to go back actually and watch it. And it was profound for me, even listening to it again, it was ridiculously profound for me in the moment, but Mm -hmm. where we went and what she got me to do and how I was able to get, I don't know, free. Like I remember describing, it felt like a bubble popped. Mm -hmm. Like I've done a lot of therapy so I can visualize with the best of them. I meditate a ton. I do lots of yoga. So it wasn't a stretch for me to do that exercise with her in a room full of people. Like I just shut my, you know, shut myself, shut my eyes down and, and grounded and, and, and went into the time warp (laughs) Yep, back to my childhood and had some tears and snot bubbles. And, (laughs) but man, oh man, I'll tell you, it has been life-changing. Mm-hmm. I 
I felt a shift in the moment and it wasn't just a conference shift. It was, that was the real deal. The girl that I just had here doing my lashes, I haven't had lashes since COVID, but here we yeah. have them right now. Yeah. Um, she told me that she has a car tweezer. What is a car tweezer? You put a tweezer in your car so that when you're out and the light strikes just in that right spot where you're like, how? When you're, and you're, you're just checking your makeup before you go into whatever store and you're like, how? Like, it's like, ding, it's like a magic fairy chin hair. The light hits it and it, it, it flashes at you. <laughs> you, have, you have to have a car tweezer so that you can just, oh just go into the glove box and go, not today, Satan. Like, <laughs> Re-listening to these episodes has been such a treat for me and brings back all of the feelings of gratitude and love that I have for all of my guests. That they take the time out of their busy lives to have a chat with me and share their story with myself and my listeners. I am grateful for the lessons. I am grateful for the kindness. And I am grateful for your friendship. On the next episode, I will do the same recap with episodes 26 to 33, and I'll also fill you in on what I have coming up in the month of March and the plans for season three. So I will see you back here next Tuesday. Until then, be kind and stay well. Bye-bye.